everyone, and welcome to this episode of Marketing Lab's podcast. For those of you who don't already know, Marketing Lab is a student-run organization from Copenhagen Business School, and our podcast series is all about creating exciting content about business and marketing-related topics for you. So thank you for tuning in. Um, very briefly about myself, my name is Lorena. I study business and development studies in my first year at CBS, and I am the head of partnerships and collaborations at Marketing Lab. I am super excited for this episode today. And with me here, I have Christopher and Valdemar, the founders of the startup Oben. Um, so welcome, guys. And, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. How are you? We're good. Yes, it's nice in the summer heat to uh, to bike around Copenhagen. <laughs> So a bit sweaty on the back, but uh, that's how life is right now. <laughs> yes, life is a thing. But yeah, sounds good. Mm? Very nice. Um, we will speak more about uh, what Orban is about in a second, but let me introduce today's topic a little bit more first. So today will be all about startups and especially the startup journey of you guys. And we will talk about how you can turn a school project into a business, the challenges that come with this, how to figure out the right marketing strategy and how COVID-19 was actually quite beneficial for you guys. So and then this episode will also be quite a lot about the environment and especially air quality and indoor climate. But before we dive in, let's get to know you guys a little better. So, um, yeah, Christopher, would you like to start and introduce yourself to us? Of course. My name is Christopher. Um, I'm 26 right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I started with, uh, with Valdemar at DTU uh, back in, what did we start? 2016. Yeah. And originally started there. Originally, the business started later. But the business started we'll later, be, but we started uh, studying there. Uh, I took the half of the education, uh, and then I went to uh, hospitality management, mm -hmm. CPH business. Um, and I'm, uh, I think it's hard to tell about the, the positions in the startup because we're only two persons. <laughs> but but I am originally the the CEO of of Open. Okay. Valdemar, you yeah, know? cool. Uh, I'm Valdemar, and uh, I am the CTO. So <laughs> it, it's just yeah, th these chief positions are hard to uh, yeah, yeah, when you're two people. But but it says a lot about what you do. So uh, I am in charge of all technical stuff. So mm. I'm in charge of product development and supply chain and digital marketing. So all these techy stuff, uh, I'm uh, I'm responsible of. Uh, I am 27. I think you're 27 as well. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm from DTU. I finished this, the studies uh, of process and innovation. So um, yeah, briefly, that's about creating some projects, doing some prototype, trying to validate a business and then actually make something out of it. So that's what DTU does. A lot of real projects. That's basically what you did as well. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I am so happy to have you guys here with me today. And um, yeah, as you just said, you both studied engineering at Denmark's Technical University. Mm. And then you had the idea of developing what is called the cloud. Mm. Um, so could you explain us a little bit more about what is the cloud and how exactly does the cloud work? Exactly. So, so the cloud is actually just a, a, a lamp ha hanging on the wall, cloud shaped. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the, we have the name, um, and it's it's monitoring uh, the CO two level in the room. It's a, a a gas that we can't smell, we can't see, we can't feel it uh, before it's too late. We can feel it when we have headache. We can feel it when we get very dizzy, slow. We can't concentrate. All that stuff. So it's it's not very good. It's actually very bad to have this this gas. But we 
when we breathe in, we breathe in, in um, um, oxygen, and and then we breathe out the CO two. So so we will produce it all the time. And when we sit inside, we will just the concentrate will just uh, increase very fastly. So we need to air out. We need to open up the windows a lot more than we think, mm. uh, but we really don't know when. So this little cloud uh, tells you when. So it lights blue when the, the CO2 level is good and turns to dangerous red <laughs> when, uh, when it's too high. Um, and, and the very short story about uh, the unit is that uh, we made it back in 2016, not just by Valdemar and I, but together with a lot of, uh, of kids, uh, students, um, very young, I think it was in the third grade. Mm. So normally uh, as an engineer, we just think we, we can make this by ourselves. We went to our basement and, and made a unit, a little square lamp that lights, lights green, uh, yellow and red mm. for, for good, medium, bad. And I was thinking, this is it. This is good. We, uh, <laughs> this is <nice>. this, uh, <laughs> we, we're going to get rich <laughs> yeah. right now. And um, we went out to the schools, showed this to the kids, and they're just like, what is that? Mm -hmm. First of all, um, the yellow thing, you know, when you have to air out, you have to open a window or mm -hmm. close it. Yeah. So this middle thing mm -hmm. is like, what do we have to yeah, do? Confusing. Uh, very confusing, especially for kids because of their do's or don'ts. Yeah. They're not like this middle thing. Okay, <laughs> away with that. That's okay. A little mistake. Yeah. We can remove it. Um, then when you get to, to, to these kids, if you put a white paper on the table and a lot of pencils in all colors and make them to, to draw a bad indoor climate, mm. they'll grab the green color and start to, to, to draw something. Because when kids see a bad air, a bad indoor climate, they see a green smoke mm -hmm. come out of, of toxic uh, fabrics. Uh, they see uh, uh, garbage bins smelling, they see slime, they see a lot of fires, they see a lot of very greasy stuff. So having the, a green color as a good thing yeah. for kids yeah. Is, is not really that good. Okay. They more like the blue color, the mm -hmm. fresh mint, as some of them uh, type on the paper. Mm -hmm. So so very fastly, we saw that we need to put the, the users, the end users in the front row. They need to design the, the shape, the colors, all that stuff, because it's them who needs to use it in, 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 the, in, the, in, in the end. And, and that has always been our focus, that we, after we saw these drawings, we said, okay, now we only put the user in focus. Mm. Always have the user in focus because, well, we read uh, process and innovation, and innovation is about value creation. Uh, and as Christopher said, engineers tend to just create some new technology and then sit afterwards <laughs> and like, mm, what you, what yeah. you use this for? <laughs> so this was trying to make it the other way around and say, okay, what do you actually need? I also remember we went out to the teachers and said, how can we help you? What do you actually need mm. to start open the windows? Mm. Uh, and then was a long collaboration process, but that developed the product. And that's why we are really trying to keep it simple because that's also what we saw that we needed to. Um, so yeah, that's, that's actually the story behind mm. uh, how we started. And at that time it, it was a school project. And then we- Oh, that was, oh, that was still a school project. It was that still was a school not, project, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so, so nice. actually the story afterwards was that, um, like at the end, the, the course was called uh, Green Entrepreneurship. So uh, the uh, the uh, course description was actually just 
make something green, make okay. something with the, an our environmental impact, um, mostly for the UN development goals. But uh, and we we saw this project problem that the uh, pupils in the elementary schools mm. really had a bad on indoor climate. Mm. It, actually, it's ninety uh, percent of elementary schools that had that have a problem with the indoor indoor climate. Um, but in the end of this course, we were supposed to go to uh, like a competition. It's mm. kind of a case competition, but you just, um, it's called the uh, Green Challenge, I think in English. Um, and and it's a place where all students actually, both CBS and DTU students, all university students can come and present their uh, green project. Mm. Um, and then you can win some different prizes. At that time, we actually got the second place. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Second position and the uh, one I think was ten thousand Danish ten grand, grand. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Whoa, that's nice. Yeah, it, it was a kind of some traction uh tap on the, the shoulder yeah, yeah, or something totally. like that. Uh, and we I remember one man he came over to us and said, "Guys, we need to talk. Yeah. I have a customer for you." Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, that, that's big. Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. Um, and then we went on the uh, yeah summer holiday and then nothing happened uh, nothing happened for i think half a year afterwards because we were really tired of this project we really okay. we were, yeah we were struggling and it was actually a hard project to make but then afterwards like guys maybe we should do something about this couldn't it be fun just to do on the side hmm. besides our studies yeah. and then we started really digging deep and uh, try to do more business side because actually at that time we had developed the first prototype for a product mm. okay and it was like, okay nice now we can actually start moving on and then yeah we uh, we uh, finished our studies in 2019 in uh, yeah actually in february or january i think mm. and then we've been full-time since so at, by now it's two and a half years mm. fast forward to today fast forward <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk more um, about how you then kind of started the startup really mm. later. But I was interested in, because you said the your product, the cloud, is mainly for schools, mm. elementary schools. Yeah. Um, and then from what I know, you also developed some educational material, mm. um, what you call, I think, an Air Hero kit. Yeah. Um, especially for the use of clouds in schools. Can you explain us a little bit uh, more about that and why it is important? The thing is with with the cloud, some people see it as a gadget. Mm. You know, all technical stuff, especially for the first implementers. Whoa, a new gadget on the market! We will buy that because it's fun and it's a, it's a startup. It's innovative. You know, especially for the municipalities, it's like oh, something new. Yeah. Let's buy it. <laughs> um, and and we saw in the start, okay, a lot of them just buy it because of that. Uh, we we sold a lot to to not a lot, but a, a bit to the municipalities, and it's like. Okay, now they're out on the schools. Now they test them. It's like, okay, so where are they? Okay, they're just on my on the office table because it's actually pretty nice. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool, but but we need to to move further. Yeah. Um, and and then we actually got uh, in contact with uh, with Real Dania, uh, where we had to to make a, we we couldn't get some some money to to make a big test. Mm -hmm. Um, and. In that test, we, we we tried to 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 think a little bit more about the indoor climate concept more than just a product. So, with with those money, we actually um, we 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 tried to to make this educational material actually with Alinea, um, as one of the 
the biggest uh, producers of educational material in, in, in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also made uh, this Air Hero kit, so to say, which is a, a bit of a habit kit, I would say. Um, because when you put a thing on the wall, it's very nice for, for the pupils in the first two weeks. <gasps> Something new, mm-hmm. let's let's use this, let's have fun. But then it just is... It's just something with everything else. It it vanishes away. They lose interest. Uh, yeah, interesting. they lose yeah. interesting because, yeah, it's not fun anymore. Mm. So so to, to keep this habit, to to keep them open up the windows, we need to get them some more. And we saw that we we need to put some educational uh, into the, their brains. We need to we need to get some knowledge of what is air. Why why did I do I get dizzy in the afternoon? Why? Mm. I cannot even play football in the afternoon because I'm so tired and, and why do I have headache and all that stuff. So so we made that and, and then this habit kit where we actually have this week's um, Air Hero, mm-hmm. which is a pupil uh, who type his name or her name on the, on a sticker on the window, mm-hmm. a cloud-shaped sticker. Mm-hmm. And then this person is the person who is the hero and open up the window when the cloud turns red. So in that way, we know that in a, in a typical classroom, we have 25 pupils. So we, we will then stretch it uh, 25 weeks because yeah. everyone wants to to be the yeah, air yeah, hero. Yeah. So now we stretch it from, from two weeks to 25. And hopefully mm. it runs so long that the first people want to do it again. And then we have the whole circle, so to say. Yeah, yeah. so it was really to create a universe. Uh, and both the knowledge, but it's also very scientific, actually, with this habit kit, as uh, Chris says. Um, we needed something to connect the cloud to the window, not in a technical way, but mm. the way people think. So mm. they see, okay, there's a cloud on the window, uh, and there's a window, and there's also a cloud there. They are not going to sit, like I say, uh, as, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. It's just something that happens in the brain. Mm. Uh, so it's actually really t- scientific, and mm. all this with behavioral changes and notching and stuff like that, that's also why we made it. Mm. I think that's so important though, because like I wish I would have known that when I was uh, in school. Because yeah, you are so tired so many times, and you stop paying attention. And yeah, I would have loved to have that in school. You need to open the windows before that happens, but you have no chance of knowing. Mm. And that's the uh, that's the simple but hard part. And it's super nice teaching them that at such a young age. Exactly, and especially in the schools, because then they hopefully bring it home mm. to uh, to their to their parents and to their to their room. The kids' room in the private the home is actually the the where we have the baddest indoor climate. Mm. We put a lot of toxic uh, toys in there. They, you know, they fart and they sleep, <laughs> and they're actually the, the kids are very much in, in their own room when they yeah. get home. They they play there, they sleep there, they do everything in yeah. there, and it's the smallest room in the home. So we really need to to focus on airing out more in in, in the kids' room as well. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they bring it home, say to the parents, oh, "I need to air out a bit more mm. uh, when I come so home from school." So you do also sell your product to private customers. It's not just not really, uh, not right now. We we try to focus on the schools, uh, but but we try to focus on giving them the education in the school mm. so they remember it when they come home, yeah. and hopefully they'll just do it by by themselves, themselves yeah. uh, because they know they got the the knowledge about indoor climate and then they just and they maybe have a habit. noticed that it affects them positively exactly. mm-hmm. we try to create a habit actually yeah. in, in in the kids in the young age but what's funny is that we made it for kids but 
actually we do sell it to offices as yeah. well so we have a b2b section um and and that was actually the example you came with saying like oh are the clouds out in school and how is it going but ah, i have it on my desk and mm. actually it's hanging behind me on the wall mm-hmm. and we start to see some traction where the the offices and the companies actually really want them so uh, we have opened up the business for uh yeah to sell for offices as well yeah that, that was my next question like yeah. because you also sell to to offices what do your customers think about the cloud what is some of the feedback that you have gotten until now they la- like how simple it is but some say oh it's really childish, yeah, childish duh, yeah. it was made for kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, thank you yeah. <laughs> but we, we think that if you can create a product that a six-year-old can understand yeah then everybody can understand mm-hmm. it yeah. and everybody can actually use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a, like we say, design is really about personal preferences. Mm-hmm. So either you like some things and otherwise you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing with the cloud. Some like it, some doesn't like it. But I, I think really the majority doesn't have a problem with it. So there will always be some that think it's too childish, but that's okay. Um, yeah, we've been thinking actually about making a more professional version of it for offices um but right now we don't need to because mm. we need to focus on the yeah. on the business side and the business development uh so it'll come but uh but for now it it really solves all our issues mm. uh, with this single product so our biggest orders is actually for for offices and for for elderly so it, it <laughs> the most units is out where we only have adults and and professional uh, working people um We hope that we can get out to more kids. But every time we contact the municipality, it's like, oh, this is nice, yeah. innovative. We buy a hundred and put in our, our own so cool. offices. It's like, yeah. that's good. That's so nice. Let's move to the next step. We need to save these kids. <laughs> But do they then also stick to it? Like, do they actually, you know, implement it or do they, do they, yeah, do they use it? Or is it just kind yeah. of hanging on the wall? Or yeah, do, they, yeah. do they feel like they get something out of it and they... When we do, like, when we sell, for example, 100 uh for, for an office it's often a project mm-hmm. so we need to collect feedback and they're actually testing it so right now we are at that stage where our sales aren't closed when we do a project of 100 uh, units then it's a project so we need to collect the feedback mm. and they're actually testing it to buy more mm. and we haven't closed the the real deals yet because yeah, we are so early stage but uh but yeah we do a lot with feedback um We love feedback. That's how mm-hmm. we grow, and that's how we can also develop the next versions. So, still both business side, but also product development. We need to collect feedback, mm. and that's uh, that we really do a lot about that. That's nice. That is that is so interesting. But then I could imagine that with all that, like the, as your business is basically about air quality, that COVID 19 must have actually created an even stronger need and demand for your product. Um, and thereby must have been quite beneficial for you guys. But then again, nobody knows how to run a business under such circumstances. So were there also some challenges that came with COVID-19 for you guys? Mm. Yeah, we had a lot. Um, it, it, Yeah, COVID really tend to, it's about hygiene and air quality and people got to know that, okay, it can actually, uh, yeah, you can get affected just uh, by being in the same room with others. Uh, so that was nice but our market really just got so fragmented mm. everything exploded no one knew how to talk with each other uh, so i think a lot of businesses really had have had some good things where, where they sell to um, to consumers 
But if you sell or did sell to B2B uh, or to the government, you really had some issues because no one knew how to talk with each other uh, at the beginning. Um, but also the focus was not there. Mm. Like they, def- they didn't have the focus to do new projects and buy new products because they needed to get everything to work now and mm-hmm. as is. Uh, now that everything started to work and uh, they, they knew how to work on this new way, everybody working from home and on teams, and then uh, things started moving again. Uh, and actually afterwards, uh, it has been really good because there's been a, a much, much bigger focus on air quality inside, mm. not mm. just mm. outside. That's nice. That's very nice. Um, you guys already talked about like how you got the idea of um, starting like of yeah of the 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 project basically the school project. Um, but I am interested in hearing a bit more about. So when you from the point where you decided okay let's actually turn this into a startup, how did you kind of proceed? What was the first steps that you took? Um, how do yeah how do you start a startup? It's actually funny because we 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 didn't have any money it's like we were students and we're like okay if we need to make something out of this we need money Mm. and and we got that prize at the green challenge and personally i used them on beers the whole summer break (laughs) yeah yeah, we didn't use it for a product we just gave everyone we just uh... we got two and a half grand each and they just disappeared i was like this is nice summer break let's have fun fun. so we actually started from 0.00. But can I add? Mm-hmm. The first thing that we knew that we needed was to create traction enough to someone buying it and not just saying, I want to buy it. So mm-hmm. this dude that came up to us and said, I have a customer for you. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. then sell this product. Who was that customer? Uh, I actually don't know. I, I think it was a school uh, and we never got, got the sale. Okay. But we were really <laughs> focused on having like having someone to buy it and not just saying they want to yeah. buy it because yeah. everyone is so sweet to students, always yeah. being like, oh yeah, that's a really nice project. Oh yeah, we could definitely, uh, we would really want to buy this. Mm. And uh, like if these students have just made it by train the last four hours and mm. no one wants to say, no, that's a bad mm. idea. Mm. Uh, but the truth is, when people need to get their money out of the pocket, mm. then they are telling the truth, mm. and not one minute before that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the thing I wanted to add was just we wanted something. We wanted to create something that was good enough to sell. Mm. Our prototypes were working, but they were not ready to sell. They were really, <laughs> really bad. They were working, so we proved the technology and kind of the concept but not the business so we wanted to create some products and then you can uh, just continue that's what we need the money for at least yeah exactly uh, that and then we also know that the that the the su the the, the free money from the government just stopped <laughs> uh after february so so we need to get some other free money somewhere uh because we couldn't we had we hadn't uh, we have no money by ourselves so we couldn't just say okay we'll go without salary the first three or four months because we had nothing so uh, we need to 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 be a part of a, a accelerating program somewhere um and we actually found a, a very nice one by by ian um they make these uh, the 
power stands yeah, where you charge your, your your electric car. Mm -hmm. And they had a, a program for, I think, were two startups per year. Um, and we tried to apply that. Uh, there was a lot of nice uh, startups there from all over Europe, actually. Um, but we got in there. We, uh, they, they, they thought that this was a nice project. And, and the thing, they liked the simplicity as well. Uh, because they were also working with a lot of technology and uh, very nerdy stuff, so so they needed also to know how do we get to the to the customers, those who drive around in electric cars. They're not always big interested in in in, in all the technology, so they wanted to learn from us. So we got uh, what was it, 150 grand mm -hmm. uh, and a program uh, for for three months where we. Uh, got to learn how to be a business, actually. We were students. We had the, the best product in the world, of mm. course. <laughs> we, we knew everything about the product. But being a startup, being a business, we just started from zero. That's yeah. a thing is typical from, from uh, engineering and, and mm. DTU is money will come, we think. Sales will come, of course. If you have a great product, of course, sales will come. It won't. <laughs> it won't. It won't. So So... That was very nice uh, getting in there, and and that actually kickstarted the the whole startup process. Yeah. So we yeah, there's a lot of different soft fundings out there, uh, and there's more now. At least mm. uh, it has really become popular both mm. for soft funding, but startups, uh, and of course, if the demand is higher, then uh, yeah, there will just be more opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, so so what we did was beside our studies, we wanted to develop this product. Uh, Yes, just finalize it actually being ready to mm. production um and that's what we did uh use our soft funding for there uh we can just uh, yeah, give a brief uh, shout out to uh some of them uh funding for entrepreneurship mm -hmm. uh, at least that's the danish name and skylab funding we also got mm -hmm. uh also fund um mm. yeah ian and accelerate mm. megan mm. Uh, and then uh, last one uh, was real dania mm. but um yeah, we really had some nice opportunities there. And when we got to Ian and we got to this accelerating program, we actually had the product. Mm -hmm. It was finalized. We needed now uh, money for production and uh, yeah, just our salary mm. because yeah, we need to eat something. Um, <laughs> yeah. And more than just pasta. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's that that's the funding part and then there's hard funding doing investments and uh, doing funding rounds but mm. but uh i think how much did we we've raised 1.5 million yeah soft funding soft funding and that's crazy yeah just as a term soft funding is money without equity mm. uh, it's often projects that you apply for so mm. you say okay we need to develop this product and yeah. um and we need to do these 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 features uh, and then you yeah, do an application mm. and uh, project plan all stuff like that so it's not something you just get mm. and often you need to show something afterwards so it's not it is free money because there's no equity attached mm. to it but you have to do some work actually yeah. and that's Absolutely, just yeah. Yeah. use a lot of hours um yeah. but but yeah you, you'll grow with, with yeah, those yeah. money and um, but we really rec recommend to to start soft funding at the start and, and we haven't got any hard funding yet because we still know that if, if we want to get the money that we need right now, the investors will just eat a lot of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we need to, to show that we are 
a lot more worth than yeah. and we, we show today and at that part we can we can and yeah, it's just get some different hard things funding. right so soft funding is often for prototype development and do your so like technical development and product development mm -hmm. and where hard funding is more with business development but that's you need to show some traction before you go for the hard funding because otherwise they'll just eat everything mm -hmm. uh, so we really imagine, wanted yeah. to create some traction and we really had uh, a good opportunity to do that uh, because we yeah managed to get this uh, mm. soft funding so it's yeah you can't do it without soft funding i think mm. no but thank you so much for explaining and sharing that because i think that's super important information for anyone maybe like listening that is thinking about or wanting to start mm. a startup themselves so thank you for sharing um but it sounds like then funding was kind of one of the main challenges that you encountered along the way or would you say that there was maybe something else that was an even bigger challenge than receiving funding <laughs> timing <laughs> to receive funding you really need to spend your time creating these applications mm. and do the product mm. project development mm. yeah yeah and then 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 knowing how to be a startup i think that there's so many things that you need to just to create a, a company um all these uh, things you have to do with the yeah. documents and and Don't terms move. and you know we we have been fucking up as well mm. of course everybody do, does that so i think it's also important to to get out there talk with startups that are is maybe one or two years ahead of you mm. because they can tell you about what not to do uh, and, and we should have done that a, a lot more i think because yeah. we screwed up sometimes but but we learned about it of course yeah and actually listening to what people say mm. I, I think like having feedback doing feedback and then actually work on that feedback mm. instead yeah. of just asking someone and then like uh, yeah he's not telling <laughs> not that we did that but it's really really important just uh every day doing whatever you do mm. not just startups listen to the feedback mm. um but yeah I, i think we really were struggling that in 2016 student startups weren't that popular it was starting to get with this mm. entrepreneurship and innovation we were starting to guess but but they were used like as buzzwords yeah uh, so there weren't a lot of student startups uh, at that time and mm. now we can see there's a lot and there's a lot of opportunities and i think that that was one of our struggles mm. that we it was really hard to get advices and, and talk with other startups because mm. there weren't any so now people really have a golden opportunity to share their knowledge and uh, and help help each other because that's what we really see that startup community is all about helping each mm. other mm. it's yeah. insane how nice people are by sharing their network or just sharing their knowledge and uh, yeah that's so nice it's really yeah, cool. i could imagine that that re didn't really exist yet in 2016 no. because yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't there but that was actually really also a, a part about this sharing because I, th I thought in the start we didn't really want to share mm -hmm. our yeah. product yeah. and, and the yeah, secret yeah. inside it because yeah. if someone stole it yeah it would just our, our company would disappear yeah and stop that just share everything yeah every single thing because maybe you, you share it to a thousand people yeah a hundred of them would maybe work more with it okay this is a good idea they they, they try to to figure out 10 of these would maybe go more in depth and and maybe one single one out of thousand 
will maybe start to create a company uh, looking like yours, but then you're still a lot ahead of that mm. person. So share everything. If you need help, if you want help, share everything. That's some really nice mm. advice. Yeah, we, we used to say, you need to open your mouth to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the same here. You need to tell other people because that's also feedback. Mm. When yeah. you tell your, about your product, yeah. you get some feedback. Yeah. It, not that, oh, it's nice. Could you do this and this? Just looking how people as an, oh, do you understand yeah. it? How they perceive it. Exactly. Exactly. Because, of course, if you work with it so much and at some point you just kind of lose, I don't know, yeah. not the big pictures, maybe not the right word, but you just like, yeah, it's just interesting to see how do other people that have never heard of this before mm. kind of see it. Mm. Um, and that is actually to also talk a bit about marketing as well. Could you maybe tell us um, what your marketing strategy is kind of or whether it was maybe easy or rather difficult to find the right kind of um, strategy for you guys? Uh, it has been really tough about mm. marketing because we had this new product, we had we have no marketing experience, and also we had no one to lean us up against because of course we have competitors, but they are doing something different. We we tried to like turn all our competitors the other way around and say, okay, what are they not doing? Mm -hmm. uh, so our competitors, just briefly, they are measuring and they are showing some technical details about a graph, how is your indoor climate? And we said, okay, we needed to, the user, the actual users of the room to be able to react on it. Mm. Um, so we, we had no experience and we had nowhere to go to, to like, okay, how should we do this? Uh, so the first very, very long period, we didn't even have a website. We mm. had nothing. Uh, and then we tried by ourselves, just trial and error. I uh, created the website, but that is a really iterative process. So we've had like seven different websites. <laughs> um, but our, our strategy right now is just to, um, our aim is to have as many as possible hearing about this. Mm. And it sounds really, really stupid when you say it, but the truth is, People are sitting in their offices. They have kids in the schools. They have, uh, yeah, they have their own work environment. Um, when we want to get to the private homes, they actually have a home as well. So that's the truth about it. As it, it this makes sense for everyone. Mm. There's not anyone that it doesn't make sense. That can to. profit from this exactly. Yeah. And and what we see a lot is the the word of mouth is huge in this. We have a lot of customers that have seen this in their child's school mm. or in their own office and then bought it for the school or the office. Mm. Uh, so the word of mouth is incredible. So our main strategy is just to have as many out there as possible because yeah. it looks interesting and people are like, oh, what's that? And then the story is really nice and they really, really tend to uh, yeah, tap into it. And, mm. and, and that's actually what works the best so we we don't focus a lot on uh, on ads and of course we have adwords and we have all the the, the stuff that you need and we have the website now but <laughs> i think public relations and getting someone else to t else to tell our story that's the best yeah. that's the best way so uh, yeah. so journalists always create stories that people want like to hear and want to hear mm. uh, and that's is by far what works the best. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's actually hard because we in the start we tried a lot to talk about us and our product and how nice it is. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. They want to hear about the uses, how the kids are using it, how the kids are loving it, how they open up the window. They want to hear about the schools and the kids. We have a lot of articles out there where we are just mentioned in the in the bottom. It's like it's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. So so it's hard just to come out of thing. Everybody wants to hear about me and about us. No one wants to hear about us. Uh, they they want to hear about the great stories from from our users and our mm. customers. Yeah, at, at least for our target audience, uh, like for everyone. But uh, of course, we have this where people want to hear about us with our entrepreneurial story and and DTU. Uh, yeah, just uh, creating the startup. But but the ones that we really want to hit uh, is our target audience, and that's mainly the parents. Um, but actually, we did something. Um, we we changed our name last summer, so one year ago. Um, and when we did that, we were like, okay, we need to be more commercial because with with the other, like we needed to have a more business focus. Um, so when we changed our name, we we said, okay, now we need to create a brand, mm-hmm. and we have to have a design manual. Everything everything need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we could have done it earlier because we weren't, uh, we didn't know enough about our company. But at that time, one year ago, we knew enough, and we knew the most important thing was whenever someone was buying our product or whenever someone was selling our product, there was always a woman involved in that process. Mm-hmm. A woman the age between thirty and fifty, uh, and they were they were influencers or they were buying it, but they were always involved. And that's when we said, okay, if we need to create a assignment, we need to create this brand. We need to have a woman between 30 and 50 to create this brand. Mm-hmm. So we found a, a digital artist uh, and she created this brand for us because we knew. And, and we said to her, our brief was create as you would like it. Yeah. Mm. And she just had a kid. Uh, it, it was perfect because mm. that's just what we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that I think was really a nice move we made there. If, uh, <laughs> because if she liked it, uh, then everyone could tap into it, uh, and I think that's really important. So have the users in focus, mm. but also have them create your content. Yeah, because then everybody that can tap smart. into that yeah. stupid like, yeah. story. Stupid, yeah. stupid story. Stupid story. Okay, then um, in two or three words. Why is what you do at Open so important and what is the impact that it has? Just really quickly, because I feel like we did cover that quite a lot already, but in two or three words. Why it's so important. You know, nine out of 10 schools is still having a bad indoor climate. We knew that for 20 years, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. So in Denmark, we create knowledge. We are a knowledge nation. So if the kids start bad, whether having an indoor climate that is putting them down, mm. we can't be a knowledge nation. Mm. So that's why we wake up in the morning and and making kids clever. Yeah, yeah. We to create conditions where they can thrive and learn something. Mm. Mm. Because if they can't, then we as a society aren't developing and evolving. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So simple as that. 
That is, that is really simple, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so before we wrap up, um, it seems like you guys really thrive in the startup environment. And um, I think that, therefore, many of our listeners would be interested uh, to hear what are your most valuable learnings um, until now on this journey? And what advice would you give anyone wanting or thinking about starting their own business? You've already mentioned a few things. But um, yeah, and maybe also, was there something about founding Oben that was completely different from how you imagined it or what you expected? Hmm. That's a really good question. It is. <laughs> uh, I have a few things. Uh, I'll start with the first one is, again, feedback. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is about feedback. Mm-hmm. When you are creating your pitch deck, uh, just communicating something, when you do your pro- prototypes, testing, everything is feedback. Mm. How people perceive your pitch, how people perceive your product, how they use it, feedback, feedback, feedback. So open your mouth to eat, open your mouth to talk about your project and listen to that feedback. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, that's the key. Mm. Yeah, then everybody can do it. It's yeah. like in the start, I was thinking, okay, you need to have a lot of money to go out there being a startup or you need to found yourself. But there in Denmark, we are so grateful that a lot of companies and a lot of foundations want to found early stage startups. Mm. Use them, use the money because they are just here to help you. So everybody, if you have a good idea, start up because you can do it. And yeah, and it's not always about the idea. Like if you have some product or some project and you just want to try, mm. try Try it. Yeah, try to sell it. And that's also just a point. Try to sell it. Actually mm. go out and sell that. Don't say you validated your project if someone told you that they want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Actually okay. try to sell it. And and it hasn't it, it can be a minimum viable product or just uh someone buying a test like find these first implementers mm. it's really important mm. i think one of the learnings is also what we could have done is to to get in contact more with cvs because the team is also very important that's what everybody is looking into mm-hmm. how is the team mm-hmm. we were two guys from dtu nerdy nerdy mm-hmm. uh business and 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 branding and all that stuff was a lake in in no man's land for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So so if we were getting in touch with the CBS students, if we're making a team with one of those, we would have might have been a bit stronger today uh, because the team was a bit bigger and and the knowledge mm-hmm. was a bit bigger. So I think get get to know someone that that is not typical you. Maybe has a different background. Totally different background. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good point because what we've seen that we've spent the last hour here talking about how much we have the user in focus, but what we actually saw was when we developed this product when and we tried to sell it, we didn't have the buyer in focus mm -hmm. because our buyer and users are very much different. Mm -hmm. Our users are sitting in the classroom, but the buyers are even in the schools, but also in the municipalities. and we had we haven't had them in focus and actually what we saw later on was that our buyers want something much more complicated mm. they want the graphs they want the data they want to analyze and they want to see that their investments work mm. 
but our users just wanted the simple stuff. They just want to be the air hero. Yeah, mm. they just <laughs> wanted to be the air hero. And that's really important if you have like both a diverse team you and you also have the business aspect. We needed to, we should have started with the buyer and focus when we said that we wanted to have the, have the user and focus. Mm. So from the start, from the beginning, we needed to do business development. And we didn't do that because we didn't have a diverse team. Mm. Thank you for sharing, guys. Um, I think that is very helpful for a lot of um, people. And I feel I, I, that's very motivating, honestly. Um, so then my last question, what is next for you guys? What can we expect to hear and see from Oben in the near future? So actually, we just got our fantastic basement investor bro. Every startup stream to get down there. We got a lot of space and and too much for for two guys. We're actually getting a third here in next week. But but we're ready to scale up. We have the test ready. We have the products uh, ready. Everything is ready. So so we need business development. We need to 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 get bigger and bigger every single day. So so actually right now we are hiring. We are hiring to to internships. We are hiring students. Everything uh, who, who who wants to to be a part of this, who one wants to be part of this, should really apply for mm. for for open. Um, so they can contact us on, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, nice. wherever they see yeah. us. That's yeah. very cool. Um, but that sounds great, guys. I am very excited to follow your journey. And uh, with that, uh, I and the rest of Marketing Lab would like to thank you, Christoph and Valdemar, for joining us here today and telling us about open your experiences and your journey i certainly learned a lot and uh, to you guys listening thank you so much for tuning in follow open on social media follow marketing lab on all social media and uh, take care and have a wonderful day and uh, until next time bye bye thank you for having us bye.